Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Joseph, and joining me in the show is D from Title Boxing Club Plano in Plano, Texas. Welcome to the show, D. How are you doing today? Man, I'm wonderful in yourself. Glad to doing be here. I'm doing great. Thank you for asking, D. I'm very glad that you're here, too. I'm very excited to dive deep into what you have going on at your gym business. But before we dive into the business side of things, I'm curious, you know, when you first got into this gym business, D, what was the vision that you had in mind for, for the long term? Long term is always generational wealth. Hands 100%. down, boy. I love that approach. Yeah, hands down, boy. Now, any, anything you go into, especially business-wise, you want to have a plan, but you also want to know what you're trying to accomplish. What's the end game to it all? You know, and being that fitness is like the number one thing in the world because health is wealth. That that would make that that is the transition and the mindset that we have getting into it. Okay, so mainly the approach of getting business in terms of producing generational wealth for your, well, for like your future family, current family right now. Okay. Absolutely. Awesome. So in terms of your gym business right now, you know, so that listeners can gain a better understanding of who you are and what you do, why don't you give them your elevator pitch? So who is that you serve and what services do you offer to them? Basically, we serve a community of hardcore fitness fanatics, basically. Right. And if we're not your your typical gym when it comes to the things that we offer, because we have classes for kids that's learning how to box or not only boxing, self-defense and knowing exactly who they are, mental toughness. We have boxing, kickboxing, mixed martial art classes for beginners all the way up to pros, because a lot of our trainers here. We they they either fight professionally still or amateur, so the experience in it is like beyond most, mm-hmm. and we okay. hold everyone accountable. Okay, so you serve both the general population and competitive fighters. Correct. Okay, cool. So you know, with those two types of personas and with your variety of classes, how many people are you serving right now at your facility? Uh, we have over 500 members okay. currently, and every day is changing, to be honest with you, man, mm-hmm. because of everything that we offer more than anything. Everyone needs an outlet. Mm-hmm. Everyone needs an outlet. So our doors are always open because we receive a lot of people coming through the doors that's been struggling with mental health. So it's all and not even mental health, Parkinson people yep. that has Parkinson's diseases, we, we, we have an open door policy to those people as well. That's awesome. So yeah. it's a community. It's, it's, it's a lot of community when it comes to here. Okay. So 500 members, that's quite a bit of members. So I'm curious, you know, so the listeners can gain a, we'll get some context, you know, what's the size of your facility here? Uh, we over like close to 55, 55 to 6,000 square feet. Okay. Yeah. That makes more sense. Okay. Cause like the average hundred members per thousand square feet. So, Correct. you know, I'm curious here, what have you done in the past to get those people in through your doors in terms of marketing? 
Uh, honestly, marketing-wise, since we are a franchise, a lot mm-hmm. of the franchises, they have their own marketing because we spend what they call franchise fees on marketing. So what? But if we have my trainers and myself, including the team, and we have ideas that we want to implement in the gym and, and want to go about it a different way than what corporate is yeah. asking, then we always go above and beyond that, mm-hmm. basically, because we're always in the community and we ask feedback. What are yeah. some things that you guys would like to see? What are some different classes that you guys would like to, us to offer price wise and all? And being that you can get that feedback out of the community and the demographic is very important because they feel part of something. Yeah, so it sounds like you mainly do word of mouth there. And obviously, you know, corporate has given you guys some kind of vendor. So I'm curious, what has that been for you guys? Is it more of the Facebook, Instagram advertising, YouTube? What does that look like for you guys? Facebook, Instagram, uh, YouTube, absolutely. That's the majority of what it goes off of the social media platform, Twitter. Okay, Okay, so like... How has your guys' experience been with, you know, using the corporate, you know, paid marketing approach? I mean, it has its pros and cons, like everything okay. else, man. Sometimes, you know, corporate, I mean, just the marketing from a corporation is huge. It's yeah. huge. It expands the brand. There yeah. you go. That's like a collaboration in itself. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? A collaborate in itself. But also the, the good thing about the corporate, um, the brand, they they have so many people working as a cohesive unit to try to continue to put out product, continue to put out different programs monthly. Mm-hmm. So we are always working towards something because it everything goes off of demographics. What works at one place probably won't work for the next. So it's so important that we continue to develop different things to continue to bring different people in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like... The demographic in Plano is obviously far more different than a demographic in, let's just say, L.A., right? Because there's two different kinds of personas there. Okay, so, you you know, are you guys currently using paid advertising right now? Or have you guys stepped away and mainly focused on building up that community within the gym facility? Both. Both. We're still using both. We we have to have both of them because both, they go hand in hand with each other. The ones that what what you can't what you what they don't see is if they're there they don't see how the community works here so mm-hmm. it's a, it's very important for the word of mouth to get out there by going around door knocking passing out flowers flyers just doing big community events you mm-hmm. know just partnering with a lot of these companies that sit beside us in our little community you mm-hmm. know because they hold events as well pop up events and we come with our vendors and we show up as well. Word of mouth communicating. Yeah. So I'm curious, you know, with the paid advertising, because it is the best way to get people into your doors. How many people do you think you average getting into your door each month? Uh, we can get right now range from 30 to 40. Okay. 30, 30 to, to 40, 40 leads? Like new members. No, leads, leads. We have like five to 600 monthly. Yes. We have like, because that's what I'm telling you, how, how our marketing scheme is so strategic. All they have to do, just say if someone was interested, they'll pull up, they'll uh, Google the name. With it, once they Google the name, boom, everything mm-hmm. pops up that you need right there. And just say, they'll give you a, 
just uh, an email address to fill out or a phone number. And from that, people go to calling in, people go to sending emails and everything right then and there. Okay. So what would you say is like the amount of people that you close each month? Cause you bring 30 to 40 new members each month. How many people do you bring in on a weekly basis as weekly consultations? Basis. Consultations. We have what, maybe 60, 60, 70 people weekly, what we call prospects coming through the doors weekly that's a no that that's a given but the thing about it is also when they come they don't know what what they're coming into so the expectation they could be shocked at the things that we have them doing because okay. once again we hold everybody accountable mm -hmm. and it's not your your normal gym kumbaya come in and leave yeah everybody's in You're going in there to work it. hard and and put I, yourself in the ring and and uh sweat basically 1500 calories per hour yeah, that's uh, that's crazy that's workout. My goodness, that's the goal. Yes. Sir. Um. Okay. So it sounds like you guys are doing pretty well with the paid advertising and marketing around there. So I'm curious, what does the sales process look like? So cold new lead to warm new member. So that hey, that's a beautiful question right there, right? So is you it, it usually go like this. Once again, once you get somebody, the hardest thing hardest part about the job in general is just getting people in the door you know a lot of people are send out emails or they want to come they call and things of that nature but it's always they have to have time they have to make that time to come in right yeah. once they come in the process becomes easy like that because mm -hmm. once again the product sells itself it's it's easy it's easy to sell itself if this is the type of workout that you want to do that we're going to hold you accountable for Yes, you're going to get the best hands down bar none. Mm -hmm. Our member, our trainer is going to make sure you work. They're going to come around and be attentive to every single person in the gym working with it, making sure you don't yeah. feel overwhelmed because mm -hmm. a lot of people do it. A lot yeah. of people do it. You know what I mean? So I we do. teach that more that that technique one on one aspect mm -hmm. of things so you won't feel overwhelmed. OK, so have some trainers in there. So I'm curious in terms of the sales process, is it you who handles that or is it someone else within the business? What, what do you mean? Elaborate so, when you say the sales process. Yeah. So let's just say someone new comes in, who handles that process? Is it you who walks up to them oh, like, that's, like, Hey, that's you know, me. I'm D. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. That's, that's all me. That's all me. Cause this is the thing about it right here. Being that if your trainer is a one, and they being very attentive to the to the new people as long as the members as well they are going to they're going to blow them away with just how attentive they are to them because a lot of people want to be seen that's the thing about yeah. this everybody wants to be seen everybody wants to be a part of something right mm -hmm. so yeah. that's where that's where it kicks in that's where it kicks in 100 okay. percent. so it's easy it's an easy transition from after the class to me being to them telling me, Hey, I don't, I want to, I want to know more about the memberships. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm ready to sign up. You yeah. know what I mean? So this is a good sign. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's easy. That's easy mm -hmm. as one, two, three. Okay. So it sounds like you got the marketing and the sales down pack. I'm curious here, you know, D what is the biggest bottleneck that you're facing right now with your business in order to get to that next level? Honestly, man, I think more than anything, when the pandemic hit, 
it it took we lost 200 members during the pandemic so we went down it was up 700 right but it's just getting people more comfortable of getting back into the normal routine of working out that is it and besides that it's still like you know a lot of people come to a gym and they'll stay at a gym average gym membership range life is what six months six months to a year Basically. Depends on the gym. Some, yeah. some, yeah. yeah, some. I was talking to a gym owner before who had a 1.4 month lifespan of each client. So it really, de- yeah, yeah. So it depends on the gym, really. Yep, uh, that's true too, man. It, like, uh, to me, I think we have to show compassion and love to make sure everyone is seen and everyone is t- is looked out for. Mm-hmm. If you treat if you treat people like they just another number. And why would you go back to a gym? Why would you want to they spend wouldn't. money with them? Yeah. There you go. Hands down. There you go. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Yes, sir. Yeah. So, you know, we just spoke about retention there. So I'm curious, what do you guys do at your facility to make sure that your members stay for more than, you know, six to 12 months? Beautiful question. We have monthly events. We give away prizes to like, actually, you know, when you do, we have a 20 class a 40 class, 50 class, no, a, a 20 class, a 50, 75, 100 and more. Like when people, the more people come, the more things we offer them throughout. Mm-hmm. We, we do monthly raffles. We give away gift cards. We do things for holiday season. Like we, I did a food drive, right? We went mm-hmm. fed the homeless. I'm doing a toy drive. So now, a lot of community events there. Yeah, to make sure you build the, build the word of mouth and the awareness. That's what we want to do. I think that's what builds camaraderie. I think that's what builds family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, sir. So kind of going back to the trainers and the staffing there, how many people do you have inside of your you know, gym facility, D? You mean trainers? Yeah. Yeah. Trainers, we have 18. 18 trainers. Okay. Yes, sir. What have you guys done to get those trainers into your facility and employed to like work for you, basically? Hey, I get it. I get it. Once again, all our trainers, majority still fight to this day professionally or amateurly. So they all, and they train here for free. Mm-hmm. So when they, when they want to be an a, a instructor or whatever, they got a whole free gym that they can train at. And that's the thing that, that, that brings a lot because we have over 60 heavy bags. We have aqua bags. We have double M bags, which are reflex bags, speed bags. We right. have free weights and everything so it's their own personal gym as well yeah yeah I so love we that. train here as well now i don't know yeah. if we have members we train here yeah so it's it sounds like the uh sounds like your gym is more of like a home to your staff and your members more than anything like they're able Absolutely. to come in and really feel like they're part of the family correct yeah i love that well, D, you know, I'm kind of curious here. What are your short-term and long-term, well, actually short-term first, short-term goals with this gym business? So three to six months from now. Three to six months, continue to grow, man. Continue to grow, continue to reach out, continue to be very community uh, outreach to help any and everybody we can, man. Uh, long-term, expand, expansion, always expansion. Always mm-hmm. because, of, hey, it's elevation. That's what it's all about, elevation. And we want to continue to elevate. The bigger the base, the higher the peak. There you go. There you go. There you yeah. go. There you go. Exactly. D. Yeah. Well, D, yes, I want to thank you for hopping on today. But before we sign off for the podcast, what are your social medias and your website so the listeners can find you? Absolutely. We at www.plano, 
at titleboxingclub.com. Everything, even our Instagram, titleboxingclub.com, Plano. Twitter, titleboxingclub.com. <laughs> Anything, everything is titleboxingclub in the area that you're in. It doesn't matter since we in Plano, the other ones you'll have. Frisco, you have McKinney, Hockley, you have Allen, you have yeah. everywhere. Yeah, you have everywhere. So mm-hmm. titleboxingclub.com, but make sure it's Plano in there. So that's what we are. And if any of the listeners are anywhere in the facility, any, anywhere in the area at any time, feel free to drop by. We always offer first classes for free. Not mm-hmm. even one class. Most of the time, I tell them, come back for the week just to get a group, just to get a grip because different trainers are different. Mm-hmm. And everybody has their own little style, who they like. Exactly. Yeah, they have their own, you know, kind of person that, that they'll mesh with well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes, sir. Yeah. Well, awesome, D. Thank you for, you know, sharing all that. And again, hopping on the podcast today and sharing your insights and story about being a gym owner. And to everyone else who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. And don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. And if you are interested in joining us to talk about your gym, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you very, very soon. And as always, until next time, Gym Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, Head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Launch Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Emily Newton, and joining us on the show is Jennifer from, from Synergy Center for Wellness. Hey, Jennifer, what's going on? Hi, Emily. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. You know, we're really, really excited to have you on the show today. But before we dive into the nitty gritty of what you have going on at your wellness center, tell us a little bit about how you describe your business to people and what made you want to start this gym in the first place. Thank you. I'm excited to be here, too. Uh, We have a Pilates studio in Avon, Colorado, and we offer one-on-one trainings, small group trainings, and also larger group classes. And we are based in the Pilates method. It's our number one service. Mm -hmm. When people are coming through the doors, they are looking to recover from an injury, or maybe they're looking for overall strength. We're hoping the Pilates method gives them the functional movement so that they can go about in their everyday lives or athletic activities feeling really great. Um, I got into doing Pilates initially in college and doing the mat Pilates. And then I was working down the street from this studio and I was coming over here on my lunch breaks and I enjoyed the method. I enjoyed the people at the studio and saw a benefit to some back pain I was having. And my husband has uh, some severe back pain. And I was started teaching him some of the exercises I was doing in class and he started feeling better. So he was kind of the driving force to why I joined up to the teacher training program that was offered here at the time. Okay. So in your own words, how could, how would you describe like what Pilates actually is? 
Mm -hmm. I would say that it's exercises that focus on alignment, focuses on using your own body strength, and then you can incorporate the use of equipment using the exercises. The exercises vary, vary from things like doing squats, from doing planks, a version of uh, crunches, doing things like side planks, lunges, body work in terms of doing bicep curls, or maybe you're doing a tricep press, but you're doing it in a way that you're holding the rest of your body, mainly your torso and your pelvis in a steady position, and then using equipment that provides instability so that you then force your muscles into doing a correct movement, focusing on a muscle group. So um, if you're familiar with any other kind of functional training or any other workouts, you could use those positions to describe what we might achieve here. And then <laughs> there's some of it that is just really unlike anything else. <laughs> yeah. So you can do it. You could do it on the floor. It could do it as simple as doing a sit up or you could do something really complicated on the machine for a leg press. Yeah. And I can see your setup because you're, you're at your gym right now. The machines look pretty interesting. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, I think that was a really good, like simple way to explain like exactly what Pilates is. So next, kind of tell us a little bit about like your personal journey into the fitness industry. I started, um, I've been into fitness as long as I can remember playing on sports teams or, um, you know, just, I don't know if I consider myself an athlete, but I've always been active. And then when I started teaching Pilates here, I was doing a little teaching through the studio at first and then going to people's homes mm -hmm. and doing some in home training with some nutrition coaching and really enjoying it's an easy, uh, thing for me to get behind because it works. So I was seeing that people were feeling really great their back pain was gone or they were skiing stronger, whatever it was, they were recovering after having a baby. And yeah. I wanted to keep doing it because I was getting this great feedback from people that they felt good. So the previous owner I had worked for, for um, a number of years and she had two small children and she approached me one day and asked me if I'd wanted to buy the studio. And so I secured a small business loan from a local bank and purchased the studio and was extremely exhilarated and also uh, very new at taking on <laughs> the operations of a studio. So I felt like I knew how to work people out, but yeah. running and operating a studio was a different animal. Yeah. And so I feel, yeah, I feel very lucky when I started that there were people that worked here that were experienced already. They helped me along the way. So they kind of said, you know, maybe you want to try this. They weren't owners, but they had worked mm -hmm. here for a while. So I had a, I had a support, I had a net people would say, you know, this isn't going so great. What about this? Right. Right. I mean, support is, is yeah. because you never Huge. know, like there could be like one tiny piece of information that could literally change the trajectory of your business. <laughs> you know, yes. your so um, talk to us a little bit about the transition from working out at the gym to being an owner. The transition, it represented a big change because the previous owner had owned the studio for 10 years. And I was someone that was in a part-time capacity. Mm -hmm. So I needed to build trust with people, with the instructors and with the clients. I think people weren't sure if I was gonna change a lot of things or keep things status quo. And I needed to learn a lot about the software because we have between 100 to 150 visits per week. And so with a high volume, we rely on our software to help us with other reservations and point of sale scheduling. So those things were uh, a lot of workload that I wasn't anticipating. 
So I would work one-on-one -on -one with people for their session and then have a lot of time I needed to spend later making sure that I got in touch with people um, and didn't let things fall to the wayside, which was difficult without working in front of a computer all day because yeah. you're with people, which is the great part of being a trainer is that you're with people. Mm -hmm. And then there was this other set of work that I just wasn't ready for. I wasn't anticipating it. <laughs> so since we're on the subject, and this is usually something that I like to touch on a little bit later in the podcast, but since you brought it up, talk about the importance of systems and just having systems for keeping track of things, because I think mm -hmm. that that's something that is very important, but it's also something that's very easy not to do. Yes. I would, I know at first I overdid it. I had two or three spreadsheets where I could have had my one computer program do at one time, but until I learned it, I just listed as much as possible. I tried to be methodical about at the end of the day, I needed to stay in one spot and answer all of the phone calls and answer all of the emails, even if I didn't have an answer, just to reach out and say, I don't have an answer. So a simple system that I put in place was to be sure that I did that before I left. Um, and then coming in a little bit earlier in the morning, and we all know sometimes if you're training, that could be really early if <laughs> people want to work out early in the morning, mm -hmm. but those two things bookending each day helped me. And the more that I stayed on top of it, the less that I fell behind, it seems obvious, but, um, and the more it actually gave me momentum because it was people, if they left a message, if they were familiar with us. Maybe they didn't know me personally and just getting on the phone and saying, you know, I'm new. I don't know what the answer may be, but I'm going to work on it. And, and that built trust. So it was, a, it they turned out to be opportunities, even though at the time it felt like a lot of work. Very well said there. Very well said. So <laughs> <laughs> something you said earlier is that you guys are serving somewhere from hundred to 150 people a week. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Talk to us a little bit about, how you guys are getting people in the door? Mm -hmm. uh, I will, I guess, twofold. We have, I had the benefit of buying an existing business mm -hmm. with people that had been working here for a while. So that was a huge benefit to me as a new business owner because I had that support network. And then for new people to get in, we have advertised in our local papers. We sometimes go to the hotel concierges because we're in a tourist-based place and say, hey, this is what we're doing. We pass on a group schedule. Uh, initially, I would attend a lot of community events and whether they were fitness-based or not and just talk with people and get to know people. Then I joined a few small business owner associations and I did that for the first year or two. I would talk to other physical therapists in my area. If they would allow me to, I would go in and say hi and um, then friend groups and then I started working on online advertising about three years in when I had a little bit of cash I could spend there. I put my dollars into online marketing and SEO uh, driven uh, results, I guess, kind of pushing in that way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> so I, I do want to spend a little bit of time here because I found that like a lot of gym owners are kind of scared when it comes to like paid advertisement. So yes. what did that actually look like for you? So I worked with a marketing firm and it was a friend of a friend who I worked with because I was also scared and I don't understand how those things work myself. So mm -hmm. it was nice to have a professional 
that did understand them and just say, Jen, this is what we're doing. Send me a list of what Pilates means to you. And I'll take those words and put them into the magical places where people search on the internet. So that was helpful for me. Um, and it was three years in and it was a little bit of an investment, but it paid back tenfold. Uh, redoing the website was, I initially did the first one and then that firm ended up helping me with that. But the first one that I put up, gosh, I cringe to look at it now, but it helped because <laughs> I just put content on it. And the biggest piece of advice I got from someone was just publish it, just put it out because I felt so, I was getting in my own way so much. What if, what if, what if doesn't do the previous owners justice? What if this looks terrible? What if it doesn't describe it? Um, who am I to do this? Yeah. So a lot of that stuff, um, just hitting publish. And then when people would come in and they would say, I heard about you, I'd ask them how, and a lot of them said through the website. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. So was the marketing agency like helping to drive traffic to your website? Yes. Yes. Okay. That makes sense. Um, mm -hmm. So, I mean, did you, what, since you hired a professional, right? Obviously they knew what mm -hmm. they were doing and I'm mm -hmm. sure that they taught you a lot of stuff. Are you able to now like do that stuff on your own? Yes. I, I had worked with them for two to three years. And if the timing, it was right around the pandemic, we actually had to close. And so I had to cut back on expenses. And so that was one of the expenses that was cut. Mm -hmm. And I learned even more then because then I tried to understand how that worked. But for two or three years, they did it. And now I'm doing it. That's awesome. So, I mean, now that you're, <laughs> and I think this is something that like people kind of want on the fitness side of things. They want these, this thing for their clients, like they want their clients to feel like they can do this on their own and have some yes. sense of autonomy, which is really cool. So yes. with what you're doing now, um, are you able to bring in like consistent, like new opportunities? Yes. It is. We've done a few. We've actually filmed our first set of videos um, that we're going to be pushing out so people can um, do workouts with us or, you know, in person or on the video. And I'm again finding myself hesitating on hitting publish because it's a little painful to see yourself in a video, first of all. And then also to, you know, is this perfect? Is it ready? But that's been a new opportunity that I see has been a strength of learning more about being online. Yeah. So we're not, so, be li we won't be live. Yeah. Live streaming, but we'll have that as an option okay. and new opportunities because it's, you know, it, it gives you street credibility and you see people searching for you um, when they're out of state and they're coming here to visit, you know, they're looking at the city and the name and they find us. And that's driven from what we found on, on the online opportunity, which is cool. Yeah. So with the videos that you're doing now, is this going to be for social media? like Instagram, Facebook? They are full-length workout videos and social media is a definite place I could strengthen. Mm -hmm. Not one of my strong suits. Okay. So I need to, there's, there's definitely opportunity there that I could take on and strengthen our social media presence. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, so good stuff. Um, let's talk a little bit about some of the, actually, before we go into that, what services mm -hmm. are you providing with your members? Sure. Uh, the Pilates services. So they can choose to come and see us one-on-one. -on -one. They can come to the group classes or they can group Pilates classes, or they can come to our O44 method classes. And we offer a variety of um, investment options. If they wanted to do a membership, mm -hmm. you can pay monthly or you can do it as you go through a punch pass. Okay. 
And are you finding that this is attracting like a very wide demographic of people or is it like, like a specific type of person? It used to be very specific, but it's grown. It's changed a lot. So a wide demographic and our pricing options have changed as well. So it used to be very tight. And I think as a demographic that kind of that narrowed the scope a little bit for us based on what people were spending. But as we've widened those and offered more classes, both have grown. The one-on-ones have grown, which is our high revenue um, item, or the group classes, which are um, offered more often, and those are priced less because it is a group. So both have grown, which has been interesting. Yeah. So is there like a more popular service that most of your members are taking? I'd say the group classes, very popular. Mm-hmm. classes okay mm-hmm. and about how how big so you have the one-to-one so it's just like one-to-one with one person and then mm-hmm. like what is like that group class setting like there are nine spaces available now we have nine of the larger pieces of equipment and I would say too um when you're thinking of Pilates there's mat Pilates where you can do it on um on the floor on a mat and then there's group equipment um where we're using the Pilates equipment and the equipment has proven to be very popular at this location um and so Nine people can sign up and you have an instructor who's uh, walking about the room. We offer variety in the classes, so you don't do the same routine each time you come. And then each instructor is a little bit different. So I think people like that. They can come and see a different person on different days, or they can stick with the one that they like. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Kind of similar question, because I know, like, from my experience, when somebody finds an instructor that they like, they typically Mm -hmm. stick with that instructor forever and they don't really like venture out so would you say that that's what's happening or are people like getting you know just going to different classes and you know taking advantage of the fact that you you have multiple instructors I think both okay I think both and it's changed a little bit I don't know if it's because I believe that you should go see more than one person I understand having a great fit and um my philosophy in having a team is that everyone has something to bring to the table. And I encourage our clients to, if someone's unavailable, they're on vacation or something to go visit another person. And yeah. I like to see our team members complimenting one another and coming away from a competitive environment against one another and more into a collaborative environment. If we can help foster that, that's a big part of um of our team's philosophy. I think we all really dig that. So, yeah. So um, as much as we can, we encourage it, but there is, you know, something to be said for if you find a great person and you like them. Yeah. Go for it. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about just like challenges that you guys have like overcome in the past and any challenges that you are working on overcoming currently. Mm -hmm. I think over, I think a lot of my personal challenges, I think the team, I have to credit them a lot with a lot of people that worked here before watched me be, you know, fumble. They watched me learn the systems. They watched me, you know, oh, that chi- that client was supposed to be charged and I didn't do it correctly on time or I wasn't strong about marketing. And, you know, they really um, were super patient with me and making the fumbles and figuring out how to go from being a colleague to the leader and and how to help grow the business and run the business instead of it kind of running me around. 
So, um, you know, me responding and coming away from those phone calls and emails in the afternoons into, okay, what are they going to be the goals for the next year? And figuring out if we were going to bring in a new program or if we're going to replace a piece of equipment or if we're going to change the pricing model, if we're going to offer more classes. Those would be examples of running the business instead of me always responding, texts, emails, phone calls, and feeling overloaded by those things is learning how to manage that. They were really patient with me through those, I mean, at least a year, year and a half. Yeah. And um, the challenges right now, I think, are managing wait lists and communicating with our folks about their schedules. So we use our software to help us do that. We have auto emails that are sent out, but it's nice to have that. Oh, can someone be available on the phone? If you can't make it to class, you need to communicate. I can't make it to my appointment. Can I reschedule? And so we try to figure out a way that we can get in touch with people that works for them and our cancellation policy. So if you're not coming, are you still charged? Are you not charged? And doing that in a way that accounts for people being people, but then also having to run a shop. So um, I think that's our biggest challenge right now. Okay. So, I mean, when it comes to like managing your wait list and then having like streamlining communication, what mm -hmm. systems do you have in place to help with that? Uh, the couple that the we're using the software system, um, we use the wellness living um, scheduling and point of sale platform. Currently, we were using the mind body system and switched uh, about a year and a half ago. Then we use a, um, a cell phone that used to be my personal cell phone. I switched away from that and got a different line. So now that cell phone is just for the business, which mm -hmm. I think has been a really big benefit because that is the go to line for all clients. Instead of asking our instructors to manage that on their off time, we point everyone to that business line as much as we can. That streamlined it. And we do calls and a lot of texting, some emailing and a lot of texting. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. So <clears throat> let's talk a little bit about the future and the mm -hmm. vision that you have for Synergy Center for Wellness. Let's say that I'm a genie, right? And I give you three wishes. <laughs> and Six to 12 months from now, what would those three wishes be? So like, how would you want your business to, to look like? Love that question. I would love for the current team to stay here always. <laughs> I say to them, you guys could never leave in an uncreepy way. No, we have a, a really great team. So I would like some elements to stay exactly the same and for people to stay here. Um, I would like to see our student teachers get ready to teach more so we can offer more classes. Okay. I would love to see us grow in square footage either here or through another location. That's exciting. Yeah. Genie. Bridge <laughs> from it. A genie wish. Yeah. <laughs> and uh and and I would really wish to continue really I'd wish to continue learning so that we can keep bringing fresh stuff because it's it works it's a method that you can work with people and I just want to I just want us to all keep learning so that we can continue to be what what they see is when I go there they help me with x and I want that to continue and I want to get better at doing it so when you say learning you're talking about like like continuing education specifically about Pilates mm -hmm. Great question. Pilates, strength training, um, 
being creative, but with purpose. So if you can do one exercise on the reformer, great. Could I do that in three other different ways that's still safe, that's going to keep my client interested, it's going to keep them sparked and keep people coming through the doors. So, but still serving the same uh, sound purpose. So that yeah. still makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. And as we, you know, come to a good place to wrap up, I think something that's kind of cool and, and unique about your story is that you went from a colleague to a business owner. And I think those were your, your exact words earlier. Um, mm -hmm. If you could just give like for a personal trainer or somebody that's in a, was, is now in a similar position that you were a few years ago, what are some skill sets that you had to develop? Listen, I had to listen and listen and then listen some more. So, <laughs> and then I needed to make a decision and then stand behind it, mm -hmm. communicate, and then that was it. And so less doubting, if that's possible, um, some more self-confidence, mm -hmm. building a support network, of people outside of the studio that maybe it's a friend who's an attorney, you know, uh, maybe it's a friend who has been in the sales business for several years. Maybe it's a friend in the fitness industry. So having a support network was huge. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I know I said this was the last question, but something just kind of came to my oh, mind. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, when you're talking about self-confidence, because mm -hmm. I do think that, so confidence is something that you have to go out and earn. It's not anything that's just going to show up at your front door. So if you could just tell us a little bit about how you develop that in the first place. Even as unsure as I was as a new business owner, I felt very sure in what I could help someone with. So when I was feeling unsure, I would think about what am I going to deliver through this Pilates session today to this client? What do they need? And listening to what the clients were saying, that helped me. So it helped me to be very confident in my base level service. What am I doing today? What is my purpose? Why am I going to the shop today? Yeah. And I found that if I could work with my clients and be within what they needed through the session or through the service I was providing that helped me feel more confident learning the other things that needed to get done. Yeah. Well, very well said. So this is a really <laughs> good place for us to wrap things up, but before we sign out, tell our listeners where we can find you. Oh, thank you again. Thanks for having me. This has been really great. We have our website, called synergyveil.com. And you can look for us by searching Synergy Veil. You could search Avon, Beaver Creek online, or you can call me or text me at 970-366-2944. And yeah, those are the two best ways. All righty, Jennifer. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on to the podcast today. And, you know, we're really looking forward to seeing what you guys are going to be able to accomplish down the road. So to everybody who, did, who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. 
Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit that like and subscribe button. And if you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model within the fitness industry, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords Podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more, or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Jim Lawrence Podcast. I am your host. My name is Joe Fitzgerald. Joining us, our guest for the show today is Mr. David Carey of Alaska Boxing Academy, all the way up in Anchorage, Alaska. David, what's going on today, sir? How are you? Oh, I'm doing good. Just trying to stay warm. Trying to stay warm. I would imagine that, that that's a tall task for you in Alaska. Now, I'm interested in in picking your brain and seeing how the business of this functions. I believe this is the first conversation that I've had with a gym owner in Alaska. So we'll we'll see how that compares and contrasts to excuse me, how things operate here in the the continental states at least. So before we get into that conversation, David, I want to I want to get a little bit of context for people. Alaska Boxing Academy, the name gives it away in terms of what it really is, but how do you describe this? When you say Alaska Boxing Academy, what do you want people to know about this business? Well, I want people to know about boxing is that um, it's not what you see on the movies. You know, some people, kids, parents, or people that are just brand new to boxing, they kind of have this idea that I'm going to go into the gym, I'm going to get thrown in the ring, and I'm going to have to go in there and fight for my life. So Alaska Boxing Academy really bring a, a teaching, like we want to teach boxing. We just don't want to put people in the gym and just have them well away on the heavy bag or get in the ring and just be in there fighting for their life. We really want to teach them the basic fundamentals of boxing and for them to use it for self-defense, to have a good lifestyle, whatever you know they want to increase their conditioning or if they want to go out and compete in different tournaments, the golden gloves, or even possibly go to the Olympics or become a professional fighter. You know, these are all things that they can do at the Alaska boxing academy. Yeah. And so something for everybody, right? Those just getting started looking to learn the roots of boxing and those looking to go as far as they could possibly go within the sport. We're willing and able to help everybody in between. Take me back here, David. Tell us a little bit about the origins of this. When you were thinking about starting this business, what was going on for you and, and how did we get this whole thing rolling? 
You know what all happened when I uh, when I was in Beijing? Um, all right, see you later. My plan wasn't really to become a boxing coach, but I knew, you know, right when I tore my bicep, you know, when I was in Beijing during my last sparring session, I knew I was going to have some time off. And so I figured, okay, I'm going to keep training, but, you know, I need to do something else. You know, I had all these kids in the gym that were looking up to me and, and they wanted to go to the Golden Gloves or go to the Olympics or, you know, they just wanted to box. And so I kind of felt like, okay, well, let me start coaching. And so I started being a volunteer coach for a gym that I was already attending. My trainer, you know, I was helping him out. And so one thing led to another and I just, I really developed a passion for coaching and, and teaching boxing and really just helping young men and young women develop, you know, to be good people. And so I separated from my original coach. I started my own gym here in Alaska. And, and where we really first started, we started outside of the park. So I didn't even have a building to go to. I got a whole bunch of gloves from like Salvation Army or from different places to where, uh, you know, I didn't have a lot of money. And so people donated and I just bought used gloves. And, you know, I started out teaching my nieces and nephews. I had a, a handful of boxers, you know, kids. And we just went to the park and, you know, I just started teaching yeah. from there. Yeah. And so uh, quite a roller coaster here. We're, we're at the Olympics in Beijing. We come home and, and somewhat humble roots in the beginning, right? Didn't even have a location. We're just trying to find some gloves, find some equipment, find some people to train. But it sounds like over time, this started to build for you. Is that correct? Over time, it did. And so one time I was at a gym uh, here in Alaska. And a lot of times if we wanted to go to a gym, we would just have to get a membership there. If they had a little dance studio, I would take our boxers over there. We would catch mitts and work on different boxing technique, jump rope. Um, but anyway, there was a gentleman there. His name is Ken Miller. And he saw that I was working with, you know, some kids. And he was like, hey, man, um, I don't know. Do you have a nonprofit? Do you have a 501c3? Or do you have a business license? I was like, look, I don't have none of that. The only thing I'm doing right now is teaching kids. And, you know, the parents are paying me a little something here, a little something there. But it's not really a whole lot of money. I'm just putting it right back into buying new equipment and just trying to just keep keep these kids going. And so he got me started. He uh, helped me write uh, all my stuff to get a nonprofit started. I have my 501c3 and we've been a nonprofit since 2012. And so with that, we've been able to go out to different businesses and corporations and request funding uh, for our boxing program. Got it. And so as a nonprofit, there's, there's some differences to, to how this works, but at the end of the day, the designation nonprofit doesn't necessarily mean that we don't need to make money, right? If we don't have money coming in, we're not going to be able to help anybody, but we can operate with a little bit different of a plan here. I'm interested in the marketing side of things here in Alaska. Obviously, it sounds like a, like word of mouth has been a, a big catalyst for this so far. But have you guys done any kind of formalized marketing along the way to try to grow this? The only marketing that we've really been doing is Facebook. Facebook, and uh, we've been on um, the local news here several times. Uh, they've come into our gym anytime we go out to tournaments or if we you know had a winner at a national tournament, they would come here. They would do a story, and so. 
you know, between Facebook, you know, Instagram, our website, you know, me calling up the news, doing stories in the paper, doing stories on the news. Um, that's the only marketing that we've really done. Um, okay. I'm kind of when you mentioned the, the social media side of things, David, is that like you guys are posting content on these things or you're actually putting money into it and advertising on these? No, we just post content on the Facebook. There are times like if we're getting ready to, like when we do a boxing show here in Alaska and we have a space, you know, I'm renting out or whatever, I would uh, put a post on Facebook and I'll pay a little bit of extra money to boost that post so it can go out to more people so more people can come to our event and so we can okay. raise money in that way. But Facebook has really been our only consistent way of marketing our program. I got you. Okay, so we're using more of the content side of social media. We've put some money into it for various events to to blast that out and get it in front of a wider audience. Take me to kind of the the sales component of this, David. With it being a nonprofit, tell me a little bit about when somebody's interested in coming to the gym in, in whatever capacity, tell me about that sales process. How do they actually go about signing up and, and what did they sign up for? So when they reach out to our boxer program on our website, they can register there. Um, or if they just call and say, hey, you know, I got a kid, you know, we want to get him into boxing. Uh, what do we need? To, what do we need to do to get him registered or her registered? And so that process, either online or here at the gym, they'll fill out a registration form. Um, the cost for the first month is one hundred and thirty dollars. And then every month after that is $95 a month. We have all the equipment that they need here for sale at the gym. And um, that's pretty much it. Um, as okay. far as boxing goes here in Anchorage, we only have two gyms. We have Alaska Boxing Academy and we have Daniel's Boxing School, who was my trainer. And, um, you know, if anybody that really wants to look for boxing, they really only have two options. Because the rest yeah. are just MMA gyms and they kind of touch on boxing, but we specialize in boxing only. No kickboxing, no jujitsu, no grappling, just boxing. Got it. Okay. And so those those sales conversations, does that mostly go to you? Are you the one facilitating that? Yeah, I'm the person. I'm the I'm the main man that really goes Everything out. Everything goes to you. So anytime we have like a fair or if there's different things we set up a tent we got a table out i got flyers so i'm going to different outdoor events when you know during the summertime and or uh, if there are indoor events here you know our boxing gym is always there and we're just kind of like selling the gym promoting the program and it's just a it's a lot of work but you know it, it does help to get out there so people could actually see your face honestly david I think fitness is somewhat unique and, and boxing falls under that umbrella for sure. In that, of course, at the end of the day, this is a business and, and we need to make more money than we spend, but there's more than that. It's got this noble intention of, and, and the same reasons that you started it in the first place is that we wanted to, to help people at the core essence of this. Is it great to make money? Sure. Of course. But there's more than just, that one or two hours that they're in the gym every day. And so it's a, you can feel that throughout the conversation with you. We're getting leads in, 
from social media, from these events, from going out and handing out flyers, we're having that conversation of how they actually sign up in the business. Once we've got somebody signed up, David, what do you do to make sure that these people stay as members for as long as possible? How do we retain these people for the long haul? I think you always, especially with, with kids, when you're training kids, you can't let them get bored by doing the same thing over and over and over. Like repetition is always good in sports, you know, in boxing in particular. But uh, you, you got to be able to mix it up with the kids. You got to be able to have some fun days. You got to be able to have some days that are going to be real strenuous and challenging. Like, you know, some days we're here in the gym. In the summertime, we go to the park. We do like little flag football games. We do different drills. Uh, we take hikes. Um, we have little parties here in the gym. Every year I do the, a boxer um, appreciation to where they all get <clears throat> a certificate and they'll get a medal for just trying something like boxing. You know, it's, it's, it's not an easy sport. And so I just do that just to show them like, hey, your coach, all the coaches here, we really appreciate that you, you know, that you're trying something new and that you push yourself to even do the sport in boxing because it's, it's nerve wracking when you got to get in the ring. By it can be intimidating for sure. It can be intimidating. So a lot of these kids, they come in, they're able to face their fears and overcome a lot of the uh, the fears and anxiety that they have as far as <clears throat> getting in the ring and, <clears throat> and somebody's punching at them and they're punching at somebody else. And so yeah. I do things to show the kids and show the parents that we appreciate them for, for their business and for their support. I don't think anybody could doubt how much you care about Alaska Boxing Academy, David. That is evident through and through. As you look to the future and, and kind of forecast what's coming, what's your goal for this? Where do you, where do you see this in, in the next handful of years? Well, right now, my, my overall goal is to own our own building. Right now, we have a we're staying in a building and the owner has been great to us. You know, with us having a nonprofit, he's been able to give us, uh, you know, a good rate, a rental rate, and he's able to write the rest off on his taxes. And so that's been great, but we just been saving money to where one day, if we can get a nice warehouse and have a place to really call our own to where um, we can make as much as noise as we want, we can have parking to ourselves, um, I would really like to have our own property to where I can do it full time to where kids can come in and if they're homeschool kids, we can have a, a area to where we'll have volunteer teachers or, or even paid teachers who are making enough money to where they can teach the kids and they can yep. you know, do their school in there. And then we can also have the boxing and the fitness side of it as well, too. Yeah, it's an exciting idea. And. And it sounds, I think, if I'm being honest, David, this type of service is needed now more than ever. I think people really, really value and benefit from things like this, where they can, they can focus on their health and their fitness. They can learn a new skill. They can have the social aspect and the camaraderie and the competition. And it really, really benefits a community. So I'm excited to see 
what the future holds for ABA. In the short bit of time that we have left, why don't you tell people where they can learn more about this? Was, you mentioned a website. What's that website? What's the social media where people can follow you? The website is alaskaboxingacademy.com. Um, we have our Facebook at Alaska Boxing Academy. Facebook. We're on Instagram whenever I make a post. Uh, it's, it's pretty tough kind of trying to keep up with social media because you got Snapchat, there's TikTok. There's always one that the kids be talking about. And so I know that they're on there, but I just don't know how to do it all the time. It's like they say Facebook is for old people. And I'm okay with that because I want to be parents. The parents got the money. Yeah. And so like I want to make sure I'm standing in touch with the parents that are still on Facebook like me. And so, um, yeah, so we got the Alaska Box Academy dot com, our website. We got Facebook, we got Instagram, and you know, that's all right now. Yeah, it's it's tremendous for you to be willing to share. We got a whole audience of people that are gonna hold you accountable to posting on Facebook and Instagram now. So stay yeah. tuned. Connect with Coach David on all of those platforms that he mentioned. David, this has been awesome, man. I really appreciate given the look behind the curtain into how this business functions. Like I said, man, I'm excited to see what you guys are able to do with this moving forward. So we're a bit shy on time today, but I appreciate your time and I wish you nothing but the best. All right. Thank you. All right. And to everyone who tuned in today, thank you as well. Don't forget, if you'd like to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you're interested in joining us, to talk about your business model, click the link in the description, fill it out. Our team will get in touch soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.